Welcome to the Optimized Mom Podcast, where we explore strategies for trading burnout, overwhelm, and exhaustion for simplicity, efficiency, and joy. Why? Because I want you to have the time and energy to care for yourself, have fun with your family, and share your sparkle with the world. Well, hey there, Anissa here. Excited to chat with you today about decluttering. And and honestly, I'm never that excited to chat about decluttering. I sent an email out to my subscribers this week and uh, talking about what a boring topic I thought decluttering was and is. But I write about it a lot because the benefits that we gain from decluttering are magical. Um, it's it's a boring process. It can be a tedious process. It's not the most fun thing that you can do with your time, but it's a worthwhile thing to do with your time because of what's on the other side. So I'm going to continue to write articles and record podcasts, trying to help you break this process down and make it a little bit more manageable because when we're trying to simplify our lives, simplifying our stuff, simplifying the thoughts that are cluttering up our heads, simplifying the things on our schedule. This is how we get to the other side and make room for more life. So I think one of the biggest problems that most of us have with decluttering is just getting motivated to start in the first place. It doesn't seem like a very urgent problem. There are so many good reasons to leave that stuff where it is. And so in all of my decluttering resources, whether it's my free declutter jumpstart or the decluttering planner or my conquer your clutter, I'll say that three times fast, my conquer your clutter course, the first thing I always suggest that you do is to come up with your why, your reason that you want to declutter in the first place. I always encourage you to be really specific when you choose your why, because your why is going to be as individual as you are. And the more it can be something that you really feel and that really feels important to you, the more it's going to motivate you when decluttering doesn't seem like much fun. But in case you are struggling to come up with a why, I wanted to chat about some of the biggest benefits that we'll find at from decluttering. And I hope that this inspires you to get started and gives you sort of a jumping off place for your own why. Benefit of decluttering number one is that decluttering will help you reduce stress. And this has actually been proven. You are not imagining that you rest better in your home and feel more comfortable there when things are cleaned up and tidy. There was a study done back in 2009 at uh, UCLA that found that when they chatted with a woman and she said that her, she considered her home to be cluttered, her cortisol levels, which are your, our stress hormones, were higher than those who thought their homes were fine. So kind of crazy that this stuff in our homes is actually raising our cortisol levels, which in a lot of ways leads to making us stressed and sick. Your home ideally would be your haven, the place you go to rest away from the troubles of the outside world. But does your home feel that way? When you look around you, do you feel serene? 
and positive and happy? Or are you instead stressed out by unfinished projects and work you need to do? Are you being reminded of the times that maybe you spent money on something that you regret now? Are you reminded of hobbies that you no longer have the time or the inclination to enjoy and that kind of bums you out? Are you sort of feeling bad about the clothes that don't fit anymore? The clutter around us and our thoughts about it can really make us feel terrible. And taking the time to clear that clutter can really reduce our stress. Number two, living in a clutter-free space frees up extra time for activities that make you happy. There's no doubt about it, living in clutter costs you a lot of time. Have you ever noticed how much more difficult it is to clean areas that are cluttered? You know, you wanna vacuum the floor, but first you have to pick a bunch of stuff up off of it, or you want to wipe down the kitchen counters, but there's papers everywhere and stuff. So much harder to clean, but there are other places that clutter eats your time. If you're trying to find that one piece of paper that you want, and it's in the middle of a giant pile, we have all wasted hours of our lives that we'll never get back looking for that thing. Um, getting dressed is harder. When you're looking for the one shirt that makes you feel good and it's squashed in among a bunch of shirts that looked really cute before you breastfed babies and now your boobs are bigger and <laughs> the shirt stretches across the front. I mean, we've all had that where the, the buttons gap weird because you, you, your, your body is just different after having kids. Um, putting away leftovers is more of a chore than it already is. When the one Tupperware lid that you want is buried behind or under 27 others and you're missing the bottom half of half of those 27, it's just costing you time. And the time that you are giving over to your clutter, this is your life. This is your life. This is the time that you could be spending reading a book or cuddling with someone you love or taking a walk. But when your home is cluttered, you're trading the time spent managing your stuff for time doing something that would bring you joy. And I think that's unacceptable. So in addition to causing you stress and taking your time, clutter can really hurt your relationships with others. Now, hear me out here. I get asked regularly about what we should do if someone else's clutter is the problem in our space. There are lots of husbands and wives and adult children and <laughs> parents of teenagers that write to me and say, I'm not the problem. There's someone in my family that um, is making my space unmanageable with their clutter. If you are living with other people and you've got a bunch of stuff, that stuff is likely bugging them and either leading to arguments or quiet resentment. Uh, this is just my own guess based on lots of work in the field that that's really does bother people. And even if you are living alone, ask yourself honestly if the clutter in your home is preventing you from enjoying your space with other people. Are you avoiding having guests altogether? Or do you invite people, but then spend the days and hours before they come in a total panic, trying to make things presentable and feeling sorry that you ever invited them in the first place? 
We all know deep down that people are more important than things, but it can be really hard to remember this fact when our treasured possessions are at stake. Number four, when you declutter, you can save yourself a significant amount of money. Your clutter is expensive. You might need to get a bigger house or apartment to house your clutter. If it all doesn't fit in the house, you might spend money to rent a storage space or a pod. The clutter in your home and your storage locker usually needs other things to contain it. So you're buying dressers and desks and bins and shelves and boxes and bags to keep that clutter organized. And what's more, we often end up repurchasing things that we already have because we simply can't find them. How often have you, you bought another, I don't know, pair of scissors because the one that you need is always lost someplace. Paper clutter, this is a big one, paper clutter can contain unopened bills, which are racking up fees because you're not paying. Um, it could also contain literal checks, gift cards, and cash that gets misplaced and unused. So there are a lot of places where money is leaking out in your life if your home is too full of clutter. Number five, another benefit of decluttering is that it creates mental clarity and can lead to greater productivity. We've all experienced this, I think, where it's hard to... <laughs> Benefit of decluttering number five. Decluttering can create mental clarity and lead to greater productivity. As I mentioned earlier, our clutter is often talking to us. It's, it's causing us stress and regret, but all of that visual noise is also creating mental noise. And it can be really difficult to focus on the task at hand, the thing you want to do. If your desk is covered with alternate projects, if your iPhone screen is cluttered up with enticing apps, or if your floor is covered with all of those things that you didn't get a chance to put away. There was a really cool study done at Harvard where they took 103 undergrads and gave them an unsolvable puzzle. So some of the people that were attempting to solve this unsolvable puzzle got to sit in a tidy office. And if you, you follow, I'll link a blog post um, in the show notes here. If you go to the blog post and then find the study in the blog post, you actually can click through to see pictures of the desks that the people got to sit at. You can kind of compare it with your desk. But some of the students got to sit at one that was tidy. And some of the students sat at a desk in an office that was absolutely littered with papers and cups and folders. You know, there's just kind of stuff spilling out everywhere. The ones in the tidy office were able to work for 1,117 seconds before they gave up on the unsolvable puzzle, which was more than one and a half times as long as those who had been exposed to the messy space. The messy space people only made it 669 seconds. So the folks that authored the study theorized that the messy environment signaled a kind of a threat to the puzzle solvers. You know, we've all felt that sort of disquiet, um, uncomfortable feeling in a messy space. And the participants were using this valuable energy that they could have spent on the puzzle reacting to the mess. 
And you can only imagine this was someone else's clutter. This was someone else's office. Imagine then piling on top of it your, your own clutter and all of the things your clutter is saying to you about how motivated you are and about how messy you are and about how whether you finish things or not and all these sorts of just all this drama that's wrapped up in the, the things that we have around. We end up telling ourselves a lot of stories about it and it eats up a lot of our mental energy, which then fills our brains up with garbage and takes away from our productivity. Number six, decluttering is empowering. I am all about empowering you to step into the identity of this optimized mom, of someone who's really rocking her life. And there is something so invigorating about having a sense of control over your environment. And that contrasts really sharply with that helpless feeling that comes when you can't seem to make headway, when you feel like every morning you're waking up and you're picking up the same five things or moving the same stack of things from one place to another. When you live in a clutter-free home, you get to be the kind of person who can manage her environment. You're a person who knows how to prioritize her possessions. You're one who knows how to let go of things that are pretty good so that you can make room for what's great. And I think this kind of intentionality, this um, intentional idea of how we approach our lives really bleeds over into your other endeavors as well. This is a great place to start prioritizing and decluttering and then watch the ripples kind of go out into the rest of your life. The last benefit of decluttering that I have for you is that decluttering helps you make room for more. Yes, decluttering your space will literally help you make room for more stuff. You could put another book in your bookcase or another t-shirt in your closet. I often talk about the idea of one in, one out, that if you're going to buy a new item of clothing, find something in your current closet that can go, and this keeps the volume from getting overwhelming. But I want to talk more about the figurative woo-woo kind of more today, not just more literal space. I've alluded to this a little bit already. Decluttering might bring you more peace. It might bring you more free time. It might bring you extra visits with people you love, more money, more productivity. But what else might be out there for you? My family really found this. Back in 2019, we went crazy and got rid of nearly everything we owned. And I'm not gonna lie, that was a really, really hard process. We had a 2,500 square foot house and we had all the same things that meant a lot to us as you do. But going through the process, we got, we got all of the stuff down to eight suitcases worth of things that we were able to travel with. And eight of those storage tubs, you guys know them, you've seen them in Walmart and Target and stuff, eight storage tubs full of possessions that we wanted to keep forever, but didn't want to necessarily carry on our backs around the world. And then we were able to go traveling. And 
we're not traveling anymore, but we relocated to a city 2,500 miles away from where our previous house had been. And the move was easy. You know, we brought our suitcases and we unpacked them. And then we started replacing some of the possessions that we'd had before. We were able to get by with a lot less than we'd had in our previous home. We were much more intentional about what we bought. And the cost of it wasn't even as shocking as I feared when I was getting rid of everything because when I was getting rid of my things, I was selling a lot of them on the Facebook marketplace. And when I got into my new house, I bought the new things from the Facebook marketplace. And so there was a lot of, I sold an Instant Pot for $40. I bought an Instant Pot for $40. And I didn't have to pay to store it all that time that we were on the road. So what are you dreaming of right now that seems impossible? Consider if there's a chance that decluttering could help you get there. So let's review these seven benefits of decluttering. We said that you could reduce your stress, have more time for activities that make you happy. You could improve your relationships with others, save money, create more mental clarity and better productivity. You would, could feel more empowered and you could make space in your life for more. I hope if you take nothing else away from this, Remember that your stuff is not neutral. Your stuff is either making your life better or it's making your life worse. You know, I, I'm talking to you right now on a microphone that I really like. I've got my laptop running over here. I've got my iPad. These things add so much value to my life. I'm so glad that I have them, but there are extra things. If you take nothing else away from this podcast today, please remember that your stuff is not neutral. It is either making your life better or it's making your life worse. And it's making your life worse in these sort of subtle ways. These ways that we talked about today and in the stress and the lack of productivity that it can cause. So, if you can't think of a really good reason for why you want to keep those things that are causing clutter in your home, I hope this gives you some concrete reasons why you might want to eliminate them. I hope that this will help you to create your own why and to start making room for some magic. So if you were inspired, I end every one of my podcasts with a do it now. Depending on the state of your home, your entire decluttering project might seem overwhelming, but the work that you can choose today is not overwhelming. So let's talk about how to start. Number one, determine your why. Yes, I sound like a broken record, but it's really important because your motivation is going to flag. And if you can have this beacon in front of you, this idea of what the future could look like, it's going to make it much easier to get inspired when you're not feeling up to it. So why does your clutter need to exit your life? Number two, set a timer for 10 minutes and choose a small area, a very small area, one pile, one tabletop, one shelf, one drawer, and just start. Don't worry about where to start. Don't think about the best place to start. Don't think about all the things that you are going to do after just start. Throw some things in the trash, put them away, add them to a box to donate, just get busy. 
when your brain starts to argue with you that 10 minutes is not enough time, tell it to shut up. <laughs> you are a person who spends 10 minutes every day decluttering now. And 10 minutes a day is 70 minutes at the end of this week. It is five hours by the end of this month and more than 180 hours by the end of the year. And that is a lot of time spent making things better. If you would like more guidance through this process, I will be linking in the show notes my Declutter Jumpstart. It contains uh, a Declutter Bingo card, which was actually featured in Real Simple Magazine. I was pretty proud of that. And it has other resources designed to help make decluttering a little bit more fun because as I said, decluttering is kind of boring, but we do our best <laughs> to enjoy it as much as possible. But it has some resources designed to help make decluttering more fun and ensure your success. And that is what I wish for you. I wish for your home to be your haven. I wish for your life to be full of exactly what you want it to be full of and not any of this extra clutter and garbage that is part of optimizing our lives. I hope that this has been helpful to you and I hope you have a wonderful week. Talk to you soon.